0: I'm talking a lot of Orioles today, it's opening day from when I record, it's just two days away, I'll also talk some NFL free agency, MLB history, MLB rule changes, and much much more, all coming up and more, on Sports with Yosef. And I apologize for the fact, well I don't really remember what I've said on here and what I've not, because I now do daily videos on sportscaster.com sports. Caster without the esports, C-A-S-T-R dot com. You should definitely check that out as well as telling everyone you know about sports with Yosef and the videos. I've been doing a lot of current events there. But today I really want to talk about the Orioles. Because what the Orioles are doing is being smart. And I love it. The Orioles, you're not seeing them start the clock for a lot of guys. They're keeping guys in the minor league system. And that's smart. They're not... Saying, oh, yeah, we're going to rush these guys. We're going to try to put the best talent on the field. No, you do the right thing. And I believe Michael Elias, I want to say on 157, the fan, he was talking. And he's like, yeah, when they're ready, and they have to show us in the minor leagues they can produce, and then they'll come up. They have to show us they can do it for an entire season, and they won't be going up and down. Because it was really frustrating for both players and fans for the constant roller coaster rise that players had were going through up and down. And some of that that will be f- fixed by some of the new rule changes that the MLB is doing. See my videos for more on that. But it's going to help the Orioles. They're not a couple noticeable names. Use Neil Diaz. They're not starting his clock. Cedric Mullins. I'm sorry, Cedric Mullins is here. Chancisco. He's not in the major leagues. Anthony Santander. He's not there. This is an Orioles team that is. That is letting it just happen. They're not rushing guys up, and they're giving guys time. And I love it. Because why start the clock? You're not going to be ready for a couple of years. You're not. The, the Orioles don't have a face to the franchise. They don't have anyone who, who looks like they're going to be the guy who's, who's going to carry this team. They're just not ready. By the way, the way, the Orioles said they will be definitely using an opener. The phenomenon where you use a, starting, a reliever to start start just to start games and then pull them after a little bit and one of the reasons by the way you do that is because if you have a ready guy you're either forced to do it. you don't know if you're bringing in a ready or lefty guy after him and so how do you shift your lineup if you want to be a ready or lefty lineup to go with the numbers and Carnes is one of the main options another guy could be that Jimmy bonus or Paul Fry as well as some others but what the Orioles are doing is being smart they're saying, why rush the rebuild? We're not going to be... The Orioles could win. They could have a, get be 12 games better this season and still have a 100-plus loss season. I'm sorry, just a on 100 loss season. Like, it's not an easy fix. Not at all. And what the Orioles are going to have to do, and what they are doing is taking it very slow. And by the way, anyone who's good for the Orioles will be traded. I don't remember if I said that on my last podcast or the last two podcasts, if you're good they, at the All-Star break, they will trade you. Because that's what the value is for this franchise, getting younger. But they do have a bunch of guys. A bunch. Who are... Looks like they're they're just from the Dominican Republic. They're not local. And it's really good for the Orioles. They're finding out ways to get other people. You've got Jonathan VR, Jesus Sucre, Pedro Severino... I'm actually just going on names here because I don't know this for sure. But Renato Nunez, Rio Ruiz. It's good for the Orioles to do what they're doing right now. They're taking it very slowly. You're doing the. You got Richie Martin. Love to see what he can do this year. At shortstop, he's the Rule 5 pick. They've got a bunch of Rule 5 picks on the roster. And they're just going to continue to take it slowly and be smart for the roster. Because that's what the Orioles need. And that's what they're finally doing. it's so nice to see how the GM and manager are in sync. How they're working together, unlike Buck and Dan, they really just didn't they clashed. And that's what happens when you hire the manager first before the GM. So good job by John and Lewis one one and what they have done with this franchise. I believe in my last podcast I talked about Bryce Harper and the record setting deal he wanted and got with that $330 million year deal. 13 or 12 year, I forget. Um, with the Phillies. By the way, I think the Phillies could go to the World Series. I'll talk more about that later in the video. I forgot the two step, but I will be talking about my predictions for this season. But it's just a little, couple a week or two ago, Mike Trout was signed to a 430 million dollar extension, and it was huge. It's thirty. It was he was getting thirty-six million dollars a year? I think it was. Two, I uh, twelve years, and it's just a huge contract. How ironic that Bryce Harper, he didn't make as much as he as he wanted to make sure that he would have the biggest deal of all time. How ironic that my trap takes that away from him, with an extension, and that's by the way becoming a new fad, where you have guys. Just signing extensions earlier, to earlier, it was Jacob DeGrom who signed a five-year $130 million extension. We saw Severino sign an extension earlier in the window, winter. We saw Blake Snell sign an extension. We've seen countless players sign extensions to stay on their team and to not have the risk of free agency where you really don't know what to expect because it's just not been good for a bunch of teams and for a bunch of players. Adam Jones, by the way, was signed, he is in, he was signed by the Diamondbacks. And by the way, as was Terrell Sox, who went to the Diamondbacks, I'm trying to get to that right now, if I talked about the Ravens, I don't think I talked about NFL free agency. Well, I'll do that right now, I'm sorry, I've been all over the place and I've been kind of lost with the daily videos, just forgetting what I've said on each. Well, the Ravens, they lost C.J. Mosley in free agency. They lost Terrell Suggs in free agency. You cut Eric Weddle, And it's not been good for this Ravens team. I believe I said they cut Michael Crabtree. And it's just the Ravens, they lost a bunch of players. And it didn't help that Odell Beckham Jr. was traded to the Browns. It didn't help at all. Antonio Brown was traded to the Raiders. I don't remember if I said that or not, but he was traded for a third and fifth round draft pick. He's basically traded for Mark Andrews and Jordan lastly For a future Hall of Famer, a couple years left on your deal, I would definitely take that if I was the Ravens. Good job by the Raiders. Horrible job by the Steelers. The Steelers completely falling apart. But the Browns look really good now with Odell Beckham Jr. They've got an incredible receiving core. But the Ravens, they signed a guy kind of like Ed Reed who was going to the Hall of Fame in the summer. They signed Earl Thomas and they signed Mark Ingram and I like both of the signings for the Ravens. It gives them veteran leadership because before Earl Thomas came, they did not have a veteran leader on defense and I was a little worried about that because it's a team since the start of their franchise which has had a veteran leader on defense and they didn't have one. And it was definitely going to be key for the Ravens just to have one. And the Ravens don't have a lot of veteran leaders as is. This is a very, very young Ravens team. And I like that. And by the way, it's a young Orioles roster also. Baltimore sports teams are just getting younger, which is good to see. But it also means you have lack of leadership, which the Ravens looks like hopefully will take care of with Earl Thomas and Mark Ingram. But it's going to be very interesting to see what's going to be happening with the Ravens. You're in arguably the best division in football. You you've got a very tough schedule next year, and Harbaugh said, "Yeah, the Browns. I want to say today, he said the Browns have the most talent in the AFC North, but the best team is the team that's going to win the division, and the Browns are going to have an easier schedule for them than the Ravens. They really will, and I'm. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens with the Ravens and Browns because." It's a premier matchup. It used to be Joe Flacco, Ben Roethlisberger, the premier matchup in the AFC North. It is now Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, the first and the last pick of the 2018 first round. Well, while the Ravens were doing that, other teams were doing a lot of what they wanted to do in NFL free agency. Le'Veon Bell went to the Jets, by the way, as did C.J. Mosley, Eric Weddle to the Rams, Terrell Suggs. Very surprisingly, well, he went to the Arizona Cardinals. Not a lot... Very few people were expecting that. In fact, nobody was expecting that. Even the Ravens were very surprised by that. But while all that NFL stuff was happening, the MLB did a bunch of different rule changes, and I don't have them all here in front of me. Again, go to my videos on sportscaster.com, C-A-S-T-R, to hear more about that. But it did stuff to ban pitchers playing, I, it shortened inning break, it shortened inning breaks. It's going to set a 3-batter minimum coming up in 2020 for pitchers, amongst some other things, just to just speed up the game. And I thought, well, they also did some huge stuff in rule changes. You are now able to throw challenge flag for, interfer- for no-call pass interference. And I believe holding, I'll check that. I can check that up right now. I'm sorry for being all over the place. I just, I honestly can't remember what I say on what and it's good uh, offensive pass interference and defensive pass interference are now reviewable inside two minutes is going to go to the replay officials and there was a stuff talking about whether or not they could they would change the onside a kick where you would have a and effectively a fourth and fifteen from the thirty five if you convert it you have the ball. If you don't, it's other team's ball from right there. And that was shot down, although it looked like it had a lot of support. It would be interesting. And I know it's not traditional for all the people who like traditional sports, but it would have been really fun to watch like that. It just really would have. Um, I kind of would have liked to see that. would have very much changed the whole value of special teams and onset kicks, which I believe are so under-practiced. I, I don't get it. There, I maybe you're trying to do surprise stuff, but during the preseason, just why not try onside kicks? Why not practice them? I don't. I, I honestly don't get it. Maybe they just practice them in pro, in scrimmage games, in camp. I don't know. But it just doesn't make sense to me why you don't practice that more. When that's the difference between winning and losing so many games in the NFL. Let's go through my 2019 MLB season predictions. I talked about the AL East on my videos. I think the Red Sox will win that one. Yankees second place. Rays third. Blue Jays fourth. And the Orioles in fifth. To the AL Central. A very weak AL Central. I think Indians first. Twins second. White Sox third. Royals fourth. Tigers fifth. AL West. Wow, is that a good division. But I'm going to go with the Astros first. Athletics, second, Angels, third, Rangers, fourth, Mariners, fifth, and to the National League, another incredible division, the NL East. I'm gonna go Phillies first, to be followed by the Braves, the Mets, and then the Nationals. The Marlins will be in last. NL Central, I've got the Cubs, the Brewers, the Cardinals, the Reds, and then the Pirates, and the NL West. Gotta go stick with those Dodgers, even though the Padres have Manny Machado, which I think will earn them 2nd place in the division. Rockies 3rd, Giants 4th, Diamondbacks 6th, by the way, Steven Souza Jr. He's going to be out for the season with injuries. In the World Series, I think it's going to be a really good one. And I'm going with the Phillies with Bryce Harper. The Phillies they just look so good. I really think they're going to be really good this year. Uh, I'll tell you the wild cards after I tell you the AL World Series team, and this is really a lot of people are saying Astros, Red Sox, Yankees, they're really good teams. They are. But I kind of see something a little out of the blue here. I'm going with the Indians. Uh, the Indians, they were there. They lost to the Cubs. They're in a weak division. I think they're just going to get hot the right time. They have some, arguably the best pitching staff in baseball with Carlos Carrasco, Corey Kluber, and Trevor Bauer. It's just a phenomenal pitching staff they have. And I think they'll make an in-season trade to really get better at the All-Star break. And I think that they will be going to the World Series for the AL. I'm going to have the Phillies winning it though, the wild card teams, obviously the Yankees. And I will go with the Twins as the second wild card team in the NL. I'm going to go with the Braves as one of the wildcard teams, as well as the Milwaukee Brewers. Brewers will be the one seed, and the wildcard Braves, the second seed. I think it's going to be a very interesting season. A season that I think will be a very surprising season. I think people are really going to, they're going to be just stuff that nobody would expect it. And I'm not going to be the person who says, oh, yeah, the Orioles are going to have an amazing season. I'm not. I don't think they will. But I think the world also surprise people. I think Chris Davis could have a very interesting season this year. Maybe, dare I say good? I don't think he will have a historically bad season. It's going to be interesting to watch and see what happens. Because you've got a bunch of superstars moving around. You've got the Bryce Harper going to the ballpark where he's the best hitter in recent years there. You've Manny Machado going to San Diego where he'll soon be forgotten. And you've got the Yankees who are injury plagued. See my videos for more on that. And you've got the Red Sox. And they repeat? It's so hard to repeat it in MLB. It's gonna be an interesting season. I think there'll be a bunch of surprises on the way. Hopefully I didn't forget or too much of what I was what I said in previous episodes. But thanks for listening to this edition of Sports With Yosafe. Definitely check out my videos on sportscaster.com C-A-A-S-T-R. I'm Yosef Sinner. I'll try to get another podcast out as soon as I can. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.